0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Finding Faith and Family, a podcast centered around journeys to faith, all things family, parenting, the good and the bad, marriage, but most importantly, a community of uplifting, Jesus loving people. Life is so much more abundant when we do it together. My heart for this podcast is to reach people far from God and show them that no matter how far away you are, He still loves you anyway, and it's never too late. I love to talk about the hard stuff that most avoid. And I believe everyone has a story to tell, whether that's their fall from grace, marriage highs and lows, epic parenting fails and wins, and managing relationships with healthy boundaries. I'm here to share it all. Thank you so much for listening, and let's get started. What's up, guys? Welcome back to my channel. Today, we are going to talk about how to introduce your young children to God. Listen, I'm a newer Christian, been going to church devoutly for almost two years now, and let me tell you, the information out there is really overwhelming. It is so hard to decide to have that conversation or to sit down and figure out how to have this conversation with your kids. So today I'm trying to offer some of my materials that we use and just a little bit about how we started that conversation with our then two-year-old and five-year-old. Uh, So if you're a new listener to my channel, my heart for this podcast is to show people who are far from God that, with my own testimony, that you can be extremely far and still have an incredible relationship, and it's never too late to come back to your faith or even just start fresh with your faith. And also, we talk a lot about marriage and parenting and maintaining relationships with good boundaries, all while keeping God at the center. So welcome. So glad to have you guys here. First, I want to talk about... The beginning of the conversation should really, in my opinion, be based on the fact that God is always with them. He lives in their heart. And when you want to talk to God, you pray. And you might be wondering, well, how do I introduce prayer? I started really basic. I said, what I do is I bow my head and I talk to God like I'm talking to my best friend. You can talk to God like you talk to mommy and daddy. And most of my kids' prayers are like, God, please let my mom give me the Nintendo Switch today. (laughs) If I'm being completely honest, or James's favorite prayer right now is, God, please help my aunt and uncle come visit me and buy me a new dirt bike. (laughs) Like, not joking. So they're very simplistic, but all that matters is that they're closing their eyes, they're opening their hearts, and they're talking to God in their own manner. And that's where we started. Now, the rest of how all of that is going to come around and how their relationship is going to evolve is basically based on your consistency in your church and the conversations you have in your home. Now, we go to church very regularly, and the child's minister ministry, sorry, um, they teach them more about that. I mean, James comes home from church every single Sunday and knows something new. And I'm so proud of him. And I love that we have backup in this situation because I'm not a pastor. I don't know all of the ins and outs of how to teach my kids these very monumental things. So I do rely heavily on our church family for that. Now, the next thing is books. We're a really big book family. My kid loves to read. He is an expert reader. And we love the Lisa Tonbergen, or sorry, I think it's Berggren series. God Gave Us Love, God Gave Us You, God Gave Us Two, so on and so forth. I mean, I think she has 10 different titles. It, they're really, really great, wholesome books that I think should be in everyone's library. We read those constantly. My sister Nikki got us started on them, and when we were pregnant with Paxton, she Gave Us, God Gave Us Two, which is just such a great book. You have to read it. And then The God Gave Us Prayers. Again, it teaches the little ones what a prayer is. It's really great. My kids relate very well to books. They're always they're always reading books of one thing or another. And next, I really want to brag about the Bible app. This app is incredible. I'm not a huge fan throw your kid in front of an iPad or a phone parent. However, love this one. Before bedtime, they beg me for it. It goes through all the major books in the Bible in chronological order, and it puts it in little characters acting it out, and they get to really get a greater understanding for these things that they're learning because it's putting them in cartoon terms, which helps them understand better because it's, again, in their language, in my opinion. And at the end of each little section, they get to do a cute activity, whether it's little chronological order, they have to try to remember to put every all the little cards in order. There's a memory match. They can paint. Lots of different activities. I really recommend it. It's called the Bible app. No, I'm not sponsored at all. I wish I was, but I'm not. I just really believe in this app because it just puts them in their terms. They learn so much from it. My kids have read through this probably three times, earned multiple stars in it. And still beg me for it every single day. Okay, and what kid does not love music? My kids are so musically inclined, it's not even funny. I mean, I think my husband and I are very musical as well, and my entire family is really, but worship. Worship music is where it's at. We, I don't even put on like kids' worship music per se. They listen to like my worship music. And I will recommend in the description of this, I'm gonna put a couple little songs that my kids absolutely love. But we listen to music every time we're in the car. They know so many songs, and there are specific songs that my kids literally beg me for. And they sing every lyric, they raise their hands to God, they just worship like literally like they're someone in our big auditorium. This Is Our God by Phil Wickham is one of their absolute favorite songs and My Defender by Jeremy Camp. These are just a couple here. Um, Bethel Music, they love Egypt. That um, features Corey Asbury. They know that song every single lyric. And I really think that just like at Sunday or on Sunday at church we're worshiping, it's so powerful for them to get to experience that as well. And obviously we do it multiple days a week. We're not just worshiping on Sunday. We're worshiping when doing the dishes, during cleanup time. I will literally, if my kids are being really resistant and they don't want to clean up, I'm like, all right, I'm going to put on one song and let's see how many toys we can clean up before this song is over. I make everything like a really fun competition I have never seen my kids get up and move so fast. Those magnet are picked up before I can even get the song selected and started. So that's been a really great tool for us. And I'm sorry, but seeing your little one worship is, it's like nothing else. Also, Sawyer, my one-year-old little boy, every time music comes on, even if it's not a worship song, his little hand gets raised to the sky. I have a picture. I'm going to put it on my social media. And it's going to be incredible because everyone needs to see it. But anyways, worship, that is another way to help nurture and grow that relationship organically that your kids are going to have with Jesus. Now for all you school-aged mamas who are probably having to deal with some sort of, I don't like to say bullying because I feel like that's just a really strong word that's used a little bit too loosely in our culture. But How about kids who feel left out at school, or a kid bites them, or just they feel a little bit um, like the kids are being mean at school, is what I will say. We've taught our kids that if a child is being mean to them at school, they just remove themselves from the situation. They tell the teacher, they remove themselves from the situation, they can absolutely stick up for themselves. We just don't promote physical. So if James gets bit at school, which has happened before, he's not going to bite a kid back, right? Okay, we just don't teach that in our home. If you do, that's great. That's just not how we roll over here. What we do teach them is that little boy might not have the same home life that he has, that what we can do for him is we can pray for him and we can hope that that little boy makes better choices in the future, but that in our family, we don't bite, we don't use those bad words, and that's just the way that we have taught our kids. So my son will come home from school and we'll be driving home and he'll say, mommy, so-and-so was really mean today. Wouldn't let me play with them on the playground. The older kids were saying cuss words and I'll let him tell me, you know, how does that make you feel, dude? And he's like, you know, it made me feel really sad. I don't know why they don't want to play with me. And I just say to that, I say to him, what would you like to do about it? And he goes, let's just pray for him. Or he'll say, maybe he's not feeling good. Or maybe he has a bad home life. And in this situation, in my opinion, what we're teaching him is critical thinking. We're teaching him to step outside of the box and say, okay, what could be going on in this little boy's life? And this is applied in any walk of life, not just those that are following faith. To give empathy to little ones who might not have the perfect home life, not saying James's home life is perfect, we all make our mistakes, but we definitely teach him to step out of the box, not judge a book by its cover, and to have empathy for the situation and try to think of what could be going on to cause this. Now, we always pray for his friends. He has a friend in class that's going through something really insane that I can't even believe that kindergartners are talking about. But um, he came home from school, just almost brought to tears over it. And he asked us to pray for this little girl. And we absolutely prayed for her and broke his heart. And all I can do in, in these days where these conversations that are happening in school, I'm not kidding you. Me and my friends probably did not have these conversations until I was much older. My kid just graduated kindergarten and there has been so many times where I feel almost robbed of time. I'm like, why am I having to have these conversations with a six-year-old? You know, I'm not going to avoid it, but at the same time, I'm like, man, this is a conversation for like a third grader, maybe even a fourth grader. It just feels like time moves a lot faster nowadays. All of that to say, have your kiddos pray. When they are in a situation at school, absolutely teach them to use their voice and stick up for themselves, but also have them pray in those situations. When they get home at night, I see prayer as a way for them to get things off of their chest. Instead of holding on to it, you know, festering over it, whatever it might be, when we get in bed at night, we pray about the hectic parts of our day. If my boys had a bad day of listening and there was discipline involved, we pray over that. And say, Tomorrow we're gonna try a new day. And we literally pray it out. That's the thing in our home. We pray it out. We also use Jesus as a way of examples. So when we use choices in our home, kind of like conscious discipline, we'll say, (laughs) You can hear my little one in the background. Uh, We'll say things like, Okay, James you've chosen to do this. So now you can either choose to do A, and this is your consequence, or B, and this is your consequence. Which do you choose? And he'll go, well, what do you think I should choose? And I say, well, what do you think Jesus would choose? And I know those are big questions for such a little mind, but in James's mind, Jesus is this, a friend. He is someone who lives in his heart. He is someone who makes good choices, who loves everyone equally. And when I ask him that question, he like stops and he's like, oh, it really just makes him reflect for a moment. I am raising warriors. I am raising children who are going to go out into the world, like Stephanie said in my literal second episode, send them out as arrows. I'm raising children who can think for themselves, but also make really Loving, healthy choices. And I try to like persuade them to make the right choice. I'm not just going to make it for them, but I ask him, you know, like the bracelet, (laughs) who all wore those, right? WWJD, what would Jesus do? Instead of him asking me, what would I do? I don't know what I would do in that situation because I'm a sinner and I'm not perfect. What would Jesus do? And nine times out of 10, his Anger, his frustration, his attitude will immediately pause and he's like, Oh, we've brought Jesus into this. I want to make him proud. He's going to make the choice that he knows honors Jesus and honors his mom and dad. And seeing a little six year old make that monumental choice is incredible. And he's always proud of himself. At nighttime, when we do our daily prayer and we pray it out, He'll, he'll, he usually goes, I'm going to pray what you pray, mommy. And I'm like, James, I want to hear your prayer. If you want to pray in your head, that's fine. But I'd love to hear your prayer if you want to share it with me. And he'll say, I am so proud of myself for making a good choice and doing what I think Jesus would do. We're not perfect over here. My son's not perfect, but the fact that his little mind can wrap around that monumental theology, if you will, is just the best part of parenting in my opinion. One of my favorite verses is Ephesians 4.32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving to each other just as Christ God forgave you. Sometimes I think we forget that our children are little humans. They're not just these children that we clothe and bathe and feed. They're they're learning. They watch every little thing that you do. And we make mistakes in this home, and we are very big components of apologizing for our mistakes. I don't care if you're 60, I don't care if you're three. If you make a, a bad choice and you, so for instance, if I say a bad word, which will you know happen here and there, <laughs> I get the bad word please for my children. Bad word, bad word. And I say, you're right, I'm sorry, mommy shouldn't have said that. I'm human, I make mistakes, and I'm very sorry. I'll do better next time. Also, sometimes, We think our kids do something that they really don't do. And James does not like being told or insinuated that he's not telling the truth. Every once in a while, he'll be not so truthful. But for the most part, he is a very honest, truthful kid. And there's been times where I haven't been so sure that he's telling the truth. And then someone will come in and say, no, Jess, he's telling the truth. And I have to go, okay, James, I'm sorry for questioning your integrity Mommy's not perfect. Mommy makes mistakes. And I think showing your kids humility and being able to apologize in those situations shows your children exactly the person that they have the potential to be as an adult. Because in my opinion, there is nothing more incredible than a human grown-up to them that can admit that they're wrong and show them that. And it just shows him that I'm human and I absolutely can make mistakes too. All right, so discipline. I kind of wanted to run through this because I absolutely was like eye-opened when Pastor Ryan, the pastor of my church here in Arizona, he mentioned this and he says that sometimes our parents, and speaking of our Father in Heaven, of course, will discipline us or not give us the things that we want because he's protecting us. So the other day, my son almost did... A backflip. We have these hanging swings everywhere. He almost did a backflip and landed right on his neck, and it kind of freaked me out a little bit. I raised my voice and startled the heck out of him. Again, this is my sweet, sensitive James, who you raise your voice at, him, he's instantly in tears. He just can't handle it. He, he's he has closes down, and I had to explain to him that that big reaction. And the reason he was disciplined is because, A, he didn't listen a minute ago, which I had advised him to stop doing what he was doing, and B, it's my job to protect you. So when my boys get in trouble, I try to use a biblical standpoint that Jesus does for us, that When the answer is no, it's typically because they're protecting us or preparing us for something greater. But also, it is my job to discipline and keep my kids safe from harm. Now, if that is raising my voice when they're about to cross a road, um, we have non-negotiables in our house that we discipline for, um, hurting others, saying bad words, which really doesn't happen often or when they're evil to our pets, which we, we struggle with that often. But, um, we do have some non-negotiables that are, we don't give second chances on because that could be a life or death situation for my children running out into a busy street without an adult, um, or opening the front door without an adult. We absolutely have some hard no's where we don't give second chances. If you made that decision, you have a consequence for your actions. And, um, I actually have a couple people who have asked me about discipline because it's, it's Christian culture to be heavy spankers, to spank, um, for discipline. And in our home, we don't really need to spank. Um, I'm not condemning those who do spank. And I think we have, we have spanked a couple times. I think my oldest has been spanked maybe three times. His middle child or his middle child, (laughs) my middle, my middle child, Paxton, um, whew, he is, He's the reason for all my gray hair he's been spanked a couple times but all this to say that your parenting style is your own but i would say that giving an explanation for your discipline goes a mile with your children instead of just disciplining them and sending them to their room you need to give an explanation to back what happened there and help them think through it so the next time they're in that situation they can potentially say oh Wow, the last time I was in this situation, this is what happened, and I did not like that. And 80% of the time, that's what happens in this house, and it works beautifully. And again, I always bring it back to Jesus, always bring it back to God, and tell them the exact same thing, how Jesus and God protect us. And um, oftentimes, it's not what we want, and it's not what we prayed for, but they're doing it for a reason, and nine times out of ten, it is to protect us. So, all of this to say, thanks for sitting around for my 18 minute talk or 19 minute talk about parenting, something I'm so passionate about. But all of this to say is that everything I've just said is going to start by going to church, by surrounding yourself with a community of God loving people who are going to also nurture that relationship with Jesus organically with your children and you and your husband, whoever that without a church and without a congregation of people around you, it makes it a lot harder to walk with God. When you get in a situation that you're uncertain about or you are you find yourself in dark thoughts, you're not sure who to turn to. If you have a group of people who have been there and know how to pray over you and can turn you to scripture and who can basically talk you off a ledge. That means the world. And I don't know what I would do without my church family. So again, all of this to say that I really encourage you if you're listening and this is resonating with you to find a church, get in with a life group and sit at on Sundays don't just run out after after the service sit and have conversations with people and really get to know those around you and start making play dates with their family and just see how how soon and how quickly your life is just going to turn around and how blessed you are going to find yourself because it says it multiple times in scripture we're supposed to surround ourselves with others we're not meant to be alone humans were never designed to be alone that was never God's plan so thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions, please feel free to message me and I'll see you guys next week.